the Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, let's hope we can uh, get over those hurdles we were uh, getting over yesterday and uh, tackle all the tensions that are going on in the Holy Land right now. Joining us on the line to discuss this and more, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you on board. Oh, sweet alliteration. Tackle those tensions. Mm-mm. The tensions between government and security forces. Let's go through all those updates. I've been looking at that during the course of the day when I was handling my news bulletins earlier on. Boy, there's so much rhetoric and uh, this one saying this and that one saying that. What's the latest, Rolly? Well, the latest mm. is that we are expecting the chairman of the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, who will travel to Israel next week for a meeting with the Defense Minister, Yoav Gallant, and the RDF Chief of Staff, Herzi Halevi. Uh, he wants to assess Israel's or the IDF's uh, readiness, of, you know, if there is any kind of damage to the IDF's readiness. Now, we've certainly seen mm. a dial up in the rhetoric over the last couple of days, uh, starting with the Prime Minister suspending his trip up to the Golan Heights to meet with the, the chiefs of the army, saying, you know, that public comments are weakening deterrence, and the army hitting back, saying, you know, the power lies in your hands. Uh, mm-hmm. You have the power to stop these judicial overhauls. You have the power to ensure that the proposed exemption bill that would exempt ultra-Orthodox men from serving in the military, uh, you know, doesn't go through. So what has happened over the last couple of days is we have seen members of the coalition government like uh, MK Amsalem, Tali Gottlieb, who is a, considered a firebrand, uh, Yair Netanyahu, the son of uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, who called the IDF chief of staff the worst in Israel's history, and others um, attacking the chief of staff as well as uh, the army. And, and this, they say, is largely because of so many um, soldiers, uh, reservists, who, mm-hmm. who say that they cannot uh, serve if Israel's democracy if the Israeli judiciary is harmed in any way by these proposed judicial overhauls. Now, yesterday, our defense minister met with pilots, these these art reserve pilots, uh, and they expressed their concerns to him as well. They said, you know, they will not fly sorties. In, in other words, wow. they wow. will not carry out uh, attacks on Israel's enemies um, should the judicial overhauls go through. They expressed their concern, and, and I've spoken about it time and again, why the the military is so opposed to these judicial overhauls. They say that, you know, should they go through, should the uh, authority of the Supreme Court be weakened, should clauses, because we, we have to remember, and, and I hear this from so many people when I speak about the judicial overhauls, the, the immediate response I hear from people is but the selection of judges this is not about the selection of judges there are nearly 60 different clauses in these proposed judicial overhauls that uh, are, are proposed to go through some yes require negotiations some are, are relatively harmless and some could cause real damage one of those is the override clause which gives the 
Knesset, a majority mm-hmm. of uh, uh, 64 needed to overrule the Supreme Court. Now, given that we do have extreme members of, of Knesset uh, who do have additional authorities uh, within the security apparatus, this is real cause for concern. Mm. Our pilots, our elite forces, our cyber units are concerned that they could be vulnerable to Mm. international tribunals. And and, and this is a real, real concern of theirs. Uh, We heard yesterday the heads of the Shabbat, that's the Shin Bet, the Mossad, the Israeli police and the Israeli armed forces say that should we uh, uh, have a constitutional crisis, something that could happen even though Israel doesn't have a constitution because Mm -hmm. it's not based on actually having a physical constitution, that um, they will respect whatever decision is made by the high court. Mm-hmm. Now, we had a clash between our National Security Minister today, uh, Kobe Shaktai, and Nas- uh, I mean, our National Security Minister, Itamar Ben-Gavir, and our police chief, uh, because the police chief said, you know, we will follow the law. The Israeli police force will follow the law. Uh, uh, and the security minister said, the government make mm-hmm. decisions. Now, also, we had our Prime Minister and Defence Minister yesterday having to come out in a joint statement uh, preceded by our president condemning attacks on the IDF chief of staff and uh, members of our armed forces. So this is where we are sitting at the moment. Earlier today, the IDF reported back to the Knesset on Israel's deterrence. Uh, We don't have too many details about that meeting, but I I think for anybody who is attacking our soldiers, our Ramat Kalvitz, the IDF chief of staff, understand where the concerns Mm, mm. are coming from uh, with them. The the, the IDF have a very, very strict code of conduct. It is considered the most ethical in the world. This is uh, the assessment of generals from other countries. And and, and this is what they swear to Mm. serve by. And they feel that any harm to their morals and their ethics is uh, that could have them called in front of international legal tribunals is a reason for them not to serve. And of course, whilst all this is transpiring in Israel, Rolene, we have the foreign minister in Paraguay and Uruguay. All the developments there, at least trying to smooth things over and cement ties between the Holy Land and these countries in South America and, yeah, in South America. Well, very, very positive developments. Mm, mm. This is the first time that an Israeli foreign minister has visited South America in 10 years. So, uh, you know, he certainly is racking up those frequent flyer miles, is mm. Foreign Minister Eli Cohen, but all for good reason. So he he's visiting Paraguay at the moment. He was there for the inauguration of President Santiago Peña of Paraguay. He invited the president to Jerusalem. Uh, it is highly likely that the uh, Paraguayan president, President Peña, will uh, reopen the country's embassy in Jerusalem. Okay. Uh, this is a 
very, very, very significant uh, move because if he does follow through with this, Paraguay will be the fifth country to open an embassy in Jerusalem following Kosovo, which is a Muslim-majority country, Honduras, Guatemala, and uh, the, the United States of America. So definitely coming from that side of the world, Latin America and mm. uh, the United States, with the exception of Kosovo. Uh, and uh, in addition to that, Israel is expected to open our embassy or reopen our embassy in Asuncion, that's the Paraguayan capital. Uh, the um, embassies were mutually closed about five years ago due to a, uh, a, a diplomatic rift and then the, uh, the foreign minister will then fly on to Uruguay, which is also mm -hmm. uh, an extremely positive development. Well, let's see if the Uruguay will be added as the 612 Jerusalem to establish an embassy there. Time will only tell, Rolene. Let's move on to water for electricity, bringing together United Arab Emirates, uh, Jordan, Jordan rather, and Israel. Well, what development is this? Well, this is only a positive development mm. because this shows you, are you paying attention, South Africa? Uh, this is a part of the Prosperity Initiative, uh, and it was discussed between our energy minister, Israel Katz, along with his Emirati and Jordanian counterparts. Uh, and, of course, you know, anything that pertains to the Abraham Accords agreements of this kind are often overseen or attended by U.S. officials. Uh, as we know, the U.S. appointed a special envoy to the Abraham Accords to grow them, right. uh, which is really, really beneficial for our region. So they all met in Abu Dhabi. Uh, and basically, uh, there were discussions around the final stages of this initiative, which would see roughly a sale of about 7 billion cubic feet of desalinated water okay. uh, from Israel to Amman in, in Jordan. Mm -hmm. uh, Israel is a world leader in desalination projects and, and one of the areas believed to be extremely affected by climate change, whether you believe it uh, or not. I know there are many climate skeptics out there, is uh, the, the Middle East. So Israel, uh, you know, we are accustomed to water shortages. We are working to find solutions to that. I know some solutions were presented to South African uh, uh, municipal officials uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And then in exchange, um, Israel will purchase uh, green electricity from solar farms that are funded by the United Arab Emirates okay. in Jordan. So we're really taking right. advantage, are you paying attention, mm -hmm. South Africa, of our climate, of, of looking at solutions that are not only uh, cost-effective, that, that not only uh, present us with solutions to possible energy shortages, but rely more on um, uh, clean tech rather than fossil fuels. It'll be interesting to see how this technology and these initiatives will extend into the rest of the Middle East, Rolene. But anyway, time will tell. As with the other subjects we've discussed on today's show, Rolene, on that note, we're going to have to wrap it up. Thanks so much for joining us once again on the show. Our correspondent, Rolling Marks, bringing us the latest as to what is transpiring at the moment in Israel. Boy, is this judicial process.
really. Well, I've said it, we've said it before, stirring up a political hornet's nest, you could say, in that sense. Well, at least the foreign minister is in South America to at least cement ties there. Israel is showing its technological advantages and what it can contribute to society in terms of water, desalinated water technology for countries surrounding them, and Jordan, of course, supplying green energy in turn. As Rowling says, there's the underlying point. There's the shining example of joint cooperation between countries.